Blog Talk Radio.
say, yes, 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 we know he lives. We know Yah lives. Hallelujah. Praise Yah. Praise Yah of Israel. And uh, for those of you who don't know who Yah is, the Most High. I'm not talking about the Son, the Most High, the Most High, the Most High. Okay, who sent the Son. Who told him, the Son, sit here on my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Scripture says he's giving him all power in heaven and earth. Question for you. If the Son has been given all power in heaven and earth, what kind of father gives those kind of gifts? How much power does he have? My goodness. Can't comprehend that, can we? Again, this is the power of the Most High, Yah of Israel. And I thank you for sending the Son. I thank the Son for his sacrifice, dying for our sins once and for all, that we may be able to enter boldly into that Holy of Holies and have a holy relationship with the Most High through Christ. No matter, brothers and sisters, how good your works or how horrible your works, hopefully they're good works, though, for what we're encouraged to do. We have to still go through that Son. And I'm thankful for his blood. Well, welcome to another episode on this Five Smooth Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. And today, the topic is today's one world government and its relationship to the book of Revelation. One more time, today's one world government and its relationship to the book of Revelation. I sent this to many of you. Some of you didn't get this because you just called the phone number every week, and that's why I'm doing this, really, because you don't know really what's happening. You just committed to the show like that. We do appreciate it. But I went on to say, we will embark upon a path that few have taken in light of the current events and knowledge of our day. We see a world-wide response of government, which are Eerily identical with very little deviation. That is the truth. Again, we see a world, a worldwide response of all government, which are eerily identical with very little deviation. We see a greater dependence upon citizens of their government as a result of our current pandemic. We ask a question, why? How do sovereign governments all over the world respond in the exact same manner to our current situation? How does that happen? I went on to say, we believe we know why. Because we can go to the book of Revelations and see our current times on those pages. We will discuss it at length on tonight's show. And I went on to say, lastly, you don't want to miss this. And you don't want to miss it, folks, because tonight, heavy hitting, heavy hitting. What does that mean, heavy hitting? It means we're going to, this is a show, first and foremost, it's really for anyone. Anyone can glean from it. But it's it's really targeted for the mature audience uh, with regards to the book of Revelation. Uh, I don't think there's another book in the Bible that promises a blessing right away to his readers. I think Revelations 1, and I think around the first three verses, it mentions, blessed is he who understands. I want to get that really quickly, because people need to understand, 
This show tonight, this show tonight is as serious as any books in the Bible. This show tonight is as serious as any books in the Bible. And like I say, I don't think there's another book right away that just promise you a blessing to his readers right away. The book of Revelation, just, just, just to read a little bit of this. This is the book of Revelation, the one and one. The revelation of Jesus Christ, or Yeshua, or Yahweh Shah, which Yah, or God, gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must surely come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. Again, he and he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. And we have a servant John tonight that's going to lead out of this conversation. Ain't that a coincidence? Or is it a coincidence? Verse 2. Who bear a record of the word of God, speaking of John, and of the testimony of Jesus Christ, or Yeshua, or Yahweh, or Waymaker, whatever you want to call him, and all things that he saw. Verse 3. Blessed. Here we go. This is the scripture I was talking about. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein. For the time is at hand. So for all of you brothers and sisters that keep telling me, brother said, why don't y'all talk more about Jesus? Are you sure? Why don't y'all keep it simple? Why y'all? Why don't y'all just stay at the cross and folks listen? Like I said, also, uh, Paul had mentioned many times, well, I can't say many times, but Paul had mentioned in the scripture, just let us move on past laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and the doctrines of Christ. Yes, the doctrines of Christ. He said, let us move on past the doctrines of Christ. That's in your Bible. So those of you just say, oh, brother, let me read that because some of y'all really don't think me. I'm telling the truth on that. So let me just read it. Again, what did Paul say about moving on to the more serious matters, the more in-depth matters? Not that we all just want to be deep, 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 because Christ truly is our foundation over at this Five Smooth Stone Network. Okay? So, and I'll play a little theme in the background as I read this, because I want everybody to understand the purpose of this show tonight. We're not trying to just be deep for the sake of being deep. We have been commanded to understand the signs of the time. So, find my little five smooth song, because when we like to play this. I like to play this when we talk about the purpose of the show. Okay, folks. Hebrews 6 and 1, if you have your Bibles with you, you better have them tonight. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ, what? Yes, Apostle Paul said, let us, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ, let us go on to perfection. Let us go on to perfection. So those who just want to stay at the doctrines of Christ, you will not go on to perfection. One more time to read that. Therefore, leaving the doctrines of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. This constant talking about repenting, 
and repenting and you said let's move on. Not laying again the foundation of repentance of dead works and of faith toward God. He goes on to say this will revisit in short, y'all read that on your own time. But tonight we're talking about something a little more uh deeper into the to the knowledge of the most high Yah. We're talking about the book of Revelations and how it relates to our world today. Uh, this is not to put down anybody that is uh that don't know the book of Revelation, you've been commanded to know it. It's been a blessing. Uh, the Father uh, promised a blessing if you would know it, because it's nothing worse than going through something and not having a clue. It's, there's so much anxiety gripping the saints right now, so much fear, worry, panic. And we don't like that. We don't. We don't want that for our people, uh, anybody really. Uh, so uh, this is not an intro show. This is not a show one-on-one. This is more for the more. Uh, a, a complete saint, more mature saints. Uh, if you don't know what that means, or you don't know what the book of Revelation is, or you don't know what the uh, four horsemen is, you don't know what the two witnesses was, you don't know what the bows in, uh, in the book, or you don't know what the seals are about, any of the things that Revelation talk about, don't feel bad. Because there's some things we don't know. We, we, there's some things we just simply don't know, all of the panelists tonight. So, just listen. Be careful to whatever, whoever you listen to, and ask the Father, ask Yah Israel by his son. Remember, he said, sit here on my right hand, and I'll make your enemies your footstool by counseling him how to run this planet. And then the Bible says, when all things are restored, Christ will say, well, he's the food under the Father. That's in your Bible, folks. So tonight, again, it's not a, a one-on-one course. We're gonna, Brother uh, John is going to lead after Sister Eliana. It's going to be moderating tonight. How about that? Sister Eliana Badia, all the way in Mercy, California, is going to be moderating the show tonight. I'm going to turn this over very shortly to her. And Brother John is going to lead out, meaning leading out, meaning just she's going to be the main presenter, and then the rest of us will just comment here and there. Okay? So let's see if I've covered all things. Of course, we want to remind everybody to, to follow the show. Follow the show, folks. Can't talk about it enough. Uh, and I do want to thank everybody that has been following the show since 2011, especially the Douglas County, my bloodline family. Really appreciate you as well on tonight. Um, and make sure I got everything else here. I have a little list of grocery li- uh, things to do list here, everybody. So just bear with me. Okay, I like this old song here. This brother is, is pleading to the Most High, lead me to Zion, lead me to the ways of the past, the ways of our ancestors. So for about 10 seconds in, we're going to bring on our moderator all the way in Mercy, California at this time. Prince There, that 
it's this Israelite brother put out years ago, and, and everybody still sample it. Uh, folks, listen again. I want to thank you for your time. We're gonna go all the way to Mercy, California, and grab our moderator again, Cecilia on the bike. That's gonna be moderator, but John's gonna be leading out with something on his heart. We're gonna be uh, we, as in uh, Pastor Alfie Chris at the Lafayette Temple, LSU of Israel. Now it's gonna be uh, commenting here and there. But Brother John is gonna be. He's normally the moderator, but tonight he's going to be leading out as a panelist, and Sister Eliana Bagya of Beth Shalom Mashiach uh, will definitely be moderating tonight. Speaking of Sister Eliana, Sister Eliana, your line is open. I want to welcome you to the show, and thank you for moderating tonight. Well, thank you, and uh, you're very welcome. It's a pleasure to moderate uh, for your show tonight, and I'm looking forward to the information that's going to come forward and just welcoming all the, the listeners that are listening right now and all of you that are listening by uh, archives, we just welcome you to the learning tonight. Yes, yes, yes. And Sister Eliana has her own blog, everybody. She's going to be starting up. Actually, she's already started, but uh, Sister Eliana, you want to mention something about your blog uh, before you get into the thick of things? Yeah, so I just wanted to um, mention that I did start reblogging. <laughs> It had, I hadn't realized it had been uh, seven years since I had blogged my first blog, and I just kind of re- re-upped that blog. It's the Wisdom of Torah on Blog Talk Radio, and I have a lot of archived um, sessions over there if, you, if anybody wants to listen. I primarily was focusing on the, the Psalms series and um, how we as Israelites should be living on a day-to-day basis, and I uh, was going through teaching um, the book of Psalms. And recently I did a few uh, updated blogs uh, concerning uh, what we're dealing with in 2020 here with the coronavirus and also how it pertains to our people. So, again, if you've heard me before on the Wisdom of Torah and Blog Talk Radio, it's still Sister Eliana Batya. And I also have a congregation ministry here in Merced, California, called Beth Shalom Mashiach. And we teach the truth of who we are as a people, and we teach the word of the most high so um that's that's the um the best way to reach us is beth shalom mashiach i'm sorry beth shalom jg at gmail.com that is the best way to reach um our um ministry work or any comments or questions thank you so are we ready for Yes, we are ready, and uh, uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Thank you, Cecilia, for that. Let's go back to the phone lines and welcome Brother Alcy Chris all the way to Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Chris of Alethea Tempe, are you there, sir? Yes, sir. Good evening, Seth, and good evening, Cecilia. Good evening, good evening. Good evening, yeah. good evening. Well, yes, Pastor yes, Chris yes. is on the line, and uh, everybody knows who Pastor Chris is, so we just go back to the phone line and grab on. And we got a hand that's up, a private caller already with a hand up. I don't know who would have a hand up this early. So that person that don't have a phone number, you know, you know, we'll come to you a little later on after we get started here. we got to get everybody on first. Okay, so let's go back to the phone lines and bring on um, Brother, El- uh, Brother Elishua, um, uh, Israel Ellison of Israel. Now, Brother Elishir, your line is, is open. Brother, welcome to the show, and how are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing well, Seth. Hopefully everybody's doing good. Um, waiting for another opportunity um, to break bread. Uh, excited about tonight's show. Questions on the subject that I love with all my heart, and this is the book of Revelation. 
Uh, he's definitely in capable hands with John Clark. He uh, got his, uh, I think, spoken to him in this area. So, um, hey, I'm just excited about the show. So, uh, other than that, hey, hope everybody enjoyed the show. Tune in. Um, I'll, I'll say at the beginning for people because we tend to forget this. Uh, if you're calling on the phone and when the show gets deep and heavy, you, as it usually does in the thick of it, around about 10 o'clock, you're going to, if you're sorry, if you if you're listening by internet, you're gonna to need to call him on the phone, else you will be disconnected. You think you definitely see the other that's another thing to do, but I appreciate you doing that as well. You can't say it early enough. Remember what Brother LSU said, but Sister Eliana, LSU did cover that already, okay, just so you know. All right, uh Sister uh, uh let's go back to the phone lines. Uh brother uh John Clark who's gonna be leading out tonight. Your line is open. We got LSU in the house of Israel now. We now uh, go back to the phone lines and bring on Brother John. Brother John, welcome to the show. How you doing tonight, brother? All is well. What's good, Brother Seth? Uh, you're good now. We know you're here. We got brother, uh, we got uh, heavy hitters tonight. Uh, again, y'all just mean people that really go deep into the things of the Most High. Again, past the doctrines of God, Christ, past land, again, the foundation of repentance. So, Sister Eliana is in your hand. Uh, again, we have Ella Shure, uh, uh, uh Brother John Clark, and the one and only pastor, business pastor, probably in Dallas or what area, Alcy Chris. Sister Eliana, I'm going to let you direct traffic now. All right. Well, thank you so much. And um, this is going to be such a treat tonight for everybody listening. I'm actually getting text messages from different people. Um, our brother that was on uh, last a week, uh, Fred Arthur, it's asked me for the call-in number again. He wants to jump in tonight and listen. So um, we're in for a treat. And so I'm going to start by um, just saying if, if you don't know this word uh, and the word of God concerning the book of Revelation tonight, I'd like for you to take notes and listen in because this is information that's going to really bless you and help you to prepare for the days to come. And that being said, I'm going to uh, open the floor to our um, uh, uh, John Clark, who is going to be leading us in this discussion and this talk. Brother John, it's on you. Yes, thank you so much, Sister Eliana. <clears throat> um, goodness, where do we begin, folks? Uh, again, we want to give you insight into the fact that the people who are the born-again believers, um, they have been had their spirit reborn, and they now have access <clears throat> excuse me, to the Father, the creator of heaven and earth and everything that in them is, by way of the sacrifice of the blood of Christ, the Mashiach. We actually should not be fretting during these time frames. I, I personally find it exciting to be here. You guys have heard me say this multiple times because it's like it's an honor that out of all the time from man's creation till now that we get to be here during this time frame. Um, when I was younger, Revelation seemed like a very scary book. Um, but, you know, you continue to read and you continue to pray and you continue to press in and it's actually a book of victory for those who are born again believers. It's a, it's a it gives you an understanding an understanding of what's going to take place 
and how it's going to be of great benefit to those who are able to stay and stick through this time until the end. And so the one thing that I would hope that this particular blog talk uh, discussion, um, actually I've been trying to refrain from saying that, but this Five Smooth Stones discussion gives you is faith. It gives you the faith to understand that God already knew that you would be here during this time frame. And he has put his word in his word um, specifics that are meant for you so that you can have rest. You can have assurances to know that he he will care for you. For instance, if you look back in the uh, Exodus, that's a, a shadow of where we are now. And as you well know, it was not a difficult time for the Israelites. It was a time to actually celebrate that you were coming out from under this oppressive rule, the rule of a, uh, of a Pharaoh who said, let's work wildly. Let's work, let's work cleverly against them. If you ever in an instant felt like, wow, you know, it feels like you can never get ahead. It feels like because of your color, this society keeps you down well that's because it's it's meant to be on the low low it's not meant to be obvious it's meant to be on the low low uh brother seth has said it a thousand times the 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 uh the 30 areas where racism has impacted our lives the expo 30 he calls it folks it's probably <laughs> Seth. It, it, it would be good for him to just go through it all because it's some of the places that you would have never thought, such as zoning laws, such as education. That's a little bit more obvious. Um, such as science, the things that they teach us. How can you go wrong with science? That's supposed to be uh, a, a scientific method. How could you go wrong? How about mathematics? How could you go wrong with mathematics? Two plus two is four. They took mathematics from us and said that they're the father of it. <laughs> that's how they, that's how, it, it's, it's a lot of different things. So we want to go ahead and, and yeah, let yeah. you see the correlation. We want you to see this correlation between what we're dealing with now. We've been talking about this coronavirus for a month and a half now. I don't know. Well, we've been talking about this and we've explained it to you in great detail. Um, opinion by primarily, but again, if you take a look at the reason why we found our opinions to be where they're at, you'll see a lot of the, a lot of the facts that we present are just that. They're facts. And we're going to talk about that in greater detail. Before I pull on Brother L, because I want him to give you all an explanation of where we are based on that opening scripture of Revelation, I want to just, this is just phenomenal to me about the governments of this world. Folks, imagine that there is a, uh, a community, let's just say of 250 homes, families, and, and, and then there's an <clears throat> a situation where as spring comes on, ants are all over. They are <clears throat> getting into people's houses, <clears throat> spoiling their food. Um, getting into their beds. It's causing all types of issues in that entire community. It's just that for whatever the reason, the ants were on the rise that given 
spring. And so we go, and, 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 and in the heat of this, we go to every family, 250 families, and we ask each family, what are you doing to combat the ants? And every family says the exact same thing. Well, first, I take uh, some boiling water and I pull it on, pour it on the ants, uh, on, the, on the mounds. I pour it on the mounds and then I take some uh, bleach and I follow up and I pour that on the mounds. And then I spray some hot spot in all the corners of the house. That's what I do. You're like, okay, and how is that working? Well, it's kind of hit and miss, but it's doing okay for now. And then you go to the next person. You ask them, well, what are you, what are you doing to combat the ants? And for 249 times, they say the exact same thing. Folks, that's what you call define the law of averages. There should be variations. There should be deviances from the approach on how to overcome the ant problem in this community. Well, I use that kind of anecdotally as in we have a pandemic, and to date I don't know of one government that has done anything different than what our government done has done. <laughs> folks, folks, how is it that you have sovereign governments? They stand alone. How is it that they all have done the exact same thing as it pertains to the coronavirus outbreak? Nobody at any time said, well, no, 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 no. We don't need a quarantine. What we need to do is we need to have wash stands. So if you want to have your business remain open, we're going to put a wash stand um, outside of your business so that when people come in, they wash their hands, and when they leave, they wash their hands. The, the water is going to be at least 140 degrees which kills the coronavirus, we're going to use soap, and you're going to need to let that soap bubble up, and you're going to wash your hands, and you're going to have your mask, and that's it. And so now uh, the coronavirus can't possibly be transferred around because you wash your hands when you went in, you wash your hands when you left. And you had your mask on, and if you don't have your mask on, you can't go in and shop. If you want to go to the restaurant, no, yeah, you can go in the restaurant, so that's fine. You just set up the wash stand. Now, folks, I'm not saying that that's a good idea, what I'm saying is that at least it's something different than what we've seen in the entire world. I, I, I open it up. I open it up. We have bright panelists. <laughs> we have well-studied, well-educated panelists with us. I submit, has anyone heard of any government doing anything different? I, I, and I'm not saying that there, there, there's not. I just haven't heard it. Can, can we get input? Anyone, please chime in. Pastor Chris, have you heard of anybody doing anything different than quarantine shutdown? No, but uh, I I agree with you, and uh, I think what you're trying to get us to think about it being a unified effort. I absolutely am, Pastor Chris. Sister yeah, Eliana, have I you mean, heard of anything? That's, that's, that's what I'm sorry, means. one moment. Go ahead. Say it again. I, no, I said that's what it seems like to me. So it's a unified effort, and that kind of leads to the one world government because all the governments are following suit with, you know, it's no, no different. Well said, Pastor Chris, you took away 15 minutes of my discussion. Thanks a lot, bro. Nah, I'm just kidding. But no, it's, it's no reason. There's no reason to pretend like the cat is not out the bag here, folks. Sister Eliana, have you heard of any government doing anything differently? 
Absolutely not. No, they actually are all following the same script. They are all playing out of the same playbook, using the same moves at the same time all over the world. Okay. Very well. Brother L, what do you know? Uh, if Satan be divided, he cannot stand. Absolutely not. It's not. Got to be a conservative. <laughs> no percent. Seth, what do you know? Anything? I, again, I, it could be one. I don't know. I I was just talking with someone from South Africa via Facebook. They're doing the same thing we're doing. It's the same <laughs> all over the world. Folks, do you realize that that is not a policy? That That is more like a... a a military command. <laughs> That's that. It's like I don't know of any deviation. I, uh, a couple of weeks ago, my son, <clears throat> you guys have heard me speak on this a couple times because I found it amazing. Just before we start the blog talk, my son hits me up and say, "Dad, did you know that in Malawi, this is a uh, I think I'm saying it right that time, brother Seth. Correct me if I'm not if I'm wrong. In Malawi, a country in Africa, they did not have one <laughs> confirmed case of the coronavirus." But they shut it down and quarantined it, just like everywhere else. Why? Folks, what you are witnessing is the one world government. Why? How how can you say that, Brother John? We're sovereign. Your sovereignty has not been revoked as yet. Mark my words. Mark my words. When when the, the day that it happened, it's going to be something similar to like what we're dealing with now. That's the reason why I stated that. Okay, hold on a second, brother, this is, brother, uh, uh, brother sure. John. Just one second. I hope I have to keep it. I was going to say We have a line that's loud. Uh, uh, you, folks, yeah. you've got to mute us. I don't want to keep talking about We spent a lot of time talking about loud lines. Please, please mute us if you're not talking. Please. Go ahead, Brother John. Thank you, Seth. I was actually going to say that as well, that somebody's line was open. So, okay. good thing. Good call. All right. All right, very well, thank you. Um, yeah, it, folks, literally years ago on Brother Seth's uh, uh, Five Smooth Stones, I was talking about how the banking system, it already was, it was already interconnected. Uh, we've already talked about <clears throat> how you look at, at the news in the 70s. They may say one thing about something that happened uh, somewhere in the world, but normally you're just going to be talking about what's going on locally and what's going on within the United States. They they want you to feel the undercurrent of the oil prices have dropped and it has affected all economies na- uh, worldwide. Everything is worldwide now. That's all they ever talk about is worldwide, pandemic worldwide. The the uh, one one effect in one country affects all economies and the stock exchanges worldwide. It's, it's, they're, they're, they're just bringing you in slowly to get you acclimated to the day that they let you know the United States is no longer the United States, which, by the way, Sister Eliana made it plain that it's not. It's like your, your constitution is no longer the constitution. Now, keep in mind, I, I just follow up on her uh, scholarship. I didn't look that up. I just know that Sister Eliana doesn't just say things for uh, for effect. She looks into these things. Sister Eliana, I believe you said it's now the Constitution of the United Nations. Absolutely, and that happened a few years ago. So, um, 
Yeah, it's no. We we don't. We no longer have the constitutional rights that we think we have. All of those have been changed. I think they did that sometime back when they were doing doing NAFTA and SAFTA, mm-hmm. the North first mm-hmm. NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement, SAFTA, the South American Free Trade Agreement. They started changing things back then. Right. Right. So let me well, let me interrupt. Uh, the, if I can, if I can, sure, if I can interrupt because I have a little trouble with some private lines. I had three private lines and I opened up the wrong one. And when I come on your line and say hi, this is Seth of Firefly Stone. Thank you for calling the show. Did you have a comment? If you have a comment, talk because that means nobody can hear you. It's just me and you. All right. So somebody don't know how this operates. Okay. So when you hear me, when you don't hear Brother John no more, you don't hear the show no more. You're just me. We're in the green room, and that means you can tell me, yes, I have a comment. You're not live. Nobody can hear you. Then I'll ask you, uh, hold on a second. We'll bring you on. That's how it works, everybody, okay? So, again, those you on the phone lines, you have questions or comments, press 1, and I'm going to come on your line. And, uh, and uh, you know, if, if, if you have to hold long, I'll come on your line. Otherwise, we'll just come straight to you, okay? So now will be a great time to press 1 if you want to comment. Um, again, tonight, what are we dealing with? We're dealing with today's One World Government and the relationship to the book of Revelations. Uh, Brother John is leading out right now. We're going to be coming. Pastor Chris is going to be our coming. Brother Ellison of Israel now. Cecilia is moderating. Okay, those in the chat room, anyone in the chat room, uh, if you are going to be in the chat room, it is open now. I was a little late with getting it open, but uh, type your questions, uh, and we'll get to those as soon as possible. Go, go ahead, go ahead, everybody. All right. Uh, very well, very well. Um, Folks, when we talk about this time frame, when we talk about the one world government, we don't tell you these things to create fear in you. Um, <clears throat> to be honest, I'm sure the, the way that the system, the B system works, the one world government is going to be off the hook, you know, <laughs> because how else are you going to get other people to buy into it? I mean, you may create some type of issue that makes people want to do it at the outset, but for people to maintain that, you know, there has to be some type of benefit. There's, you know, something uh, that where people do not just simply revolt against it. It, it probably is not going to be a bad thing as far as humanism goes. But <clears throat> as a born-again believer, we just simply want you to know, like, hey, <laughs> this is this time that's approaching, and we can. the reason why we see this is because we read this book pretty regularly, and he told us, you will not know the day. He, even the Messiah, Christ himself, doesn't know the day. But we know the season, and that season is upon us. The, before I, again, tap on my homie L, I want you all to also consider another thing that hit me as it pertains to the time in Egypt. Now, the seven years of plenty, as it were, and the seven years of famine that Pharaoh dreamed about, which actually was the catalyst that brought Joseph out of prison because Joseph was someone who could um, receive from the Most High and interpret dreams as he did with the baker and the cupbearer. He was able to tell them, look, your dream means that in three days, Pharaoh's going to lift you up and put you back into position, and you'll be back doing what it was that you were doing. Uh, that was the cupbearer, and he was going to be happy. And, 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 and then the baker was like, tell me my dream, tell me my dream. And he was like, in three days, he's going to lift your head off, 
off your body and hang you, and birds will be pecking your flesh off your body. Dang! <laughs> Folks, that, that was Joseph. <laughs> that, that, that was Joseph letting the persons who were in like manner as he was in prison know what their dreams were, but he told the cupbearer, look, when you go back into Pharaoh, tell him about me. The cupbearer forgot because he was, you know, back in his position, got his cup, bearing wine. But his cupbearer did remember when that dream came. He said, you know what? I remember when you were angry with me, Pharaoh, and you had me and the baker put in prison. We had dreams, both of us, on the same night. And they told, he told Pharaoh about this young Hebrew man at that point. Uh, who was able to interpret the dreams because no one else could interpret these dreams. And so Pharaoh called Joseph out of prison. And Joseph goes before Pharaoh, and, he's, and, and, and Pharaoh tells him the dream. And Joseph immediately explains to him, oh, these dreams are one and the same. And he explains to him that there's going to be seven years of plenty, great uh-huh. harvest. And then there's going to be seven years of famine that are so bad that everyone is going to forget about those seven years of plenty. He said, you should find a wise person to govern over this period of plenty so that when this famine takes place, we will be able to sustain ourselves and live. Folks, long story short, by the end of that famine, the people of Egypt had given up their land, they'd given up their cattle, their sheep, everything that pertained to them, they had given given it up. Why? Because they had no other option but to depend on what? The government. Folks, I can't explain to you how important that story is as a backdrop to what we're dealing with now. The only difference between the two is that that was a natural occurrence of uh, feast and then famine. We're dealing with a, a pandemic, which we know is patented. <laughs> it's not natural, folks. It's man-made. However, yeah, it's yeah. being peddled. It's being peddled as some type of natural occurrence. Somebody was, you know, messing with bats, or I mean, you know, they always give some type of all off the wall, you know, always off off to Africa or somewhere. But here we always are, Wuhan, China. Always something, you know, somebody did this, and that's how we got AIDS. I, I, I just don't have the temperament to cont- continually accept this, this, this stuff. Um, L really broke this down a couple of weeks back, letting you know that, no, this was, this, this was not a naturally occurring um, virus. And so, but the playbook is the same. You have an issue that's affecting, folks, that famine, that famine affected the entire earth. Had Joseph not been in place by the hand of the Most High God to have Pharaoh do what he did, man probably would have perished off the earth that, at that point in time. Everybody was going to Egypt to get something to eat <laughs> That's because they had the wherewithal to save up. Why? Because the Most High gave that dream to Pharaoh and gave Joseph the ability to interpret it, and Joseph knew what to do during that time. We would have perished otherwise. 
As, and can, as, I, can uh, I interject here really quickly, sure. like five seconds, moderator? Sister Eliana, you there? Yes, well, sir. Inter- okay, I'll just interject here really quickly, uh, if you don't mind. Uh, Brother John, that's, that's very good. That's very good, and that, that ties in. I want everybody to see how how this is related to 2020. You know, if 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 it wasn't for the plan that the Most High set up with Joseph, Israel as we know it would not exist. And he is, at this moment, speaking through his mouthpieces upon the earth. This show is just one of millions of mouthpieces with directions. The book of Revelation might seem out there. It's not, but John's going to show you here in a little bit, and he's doing it now. But, folks, you got to know what is going on. Don't think, oh, this is that deep stuff. This is relevant to you and yours. It's very important to understand prophecy so we'll know how to proceed. It saves a nation by Joseph being where he was, acting out, and Israel was able to go to Goshen. I just want to just interject there because I know people say, oh, it's a quick revelation. That's not for me. Go ahead, Brother John. Thank you, Brother Seth. I appreciate that buttress of thought. Um, given the support to what it is that I'm stating, which simply is, folks, um, if you look at that given situation, by the end of the famine, all Egypt had given everything they had. I think the priests were able to hold on to their land or something to that effect. But everybody else had given up everything. And they, because they, they're kind of like, look, <laughs> we're, in year, we're in year four. And they're like, look, we done gave you everything that we got. What, what else? We'll just be your servants. Listen to that, folks. <clears throat> All we got is us. We'll just be your servants. Well, folks, that for, for an evil regime, it brings understanding of how do you get a people, a nation, to become servants to the government? Well, why would someone? Why would a government want that, folks? In this world, there are two types of people. There, matter of fact, I'm going to say three, because one of them is kind of a, <clears throat> a hybrid. There is a person who would just like to live a life, be content or happy with his wife, his kids, his friends, his family, and enjoy the life that God has given him. Work a hard day's work, earn the, the hard day's work earnings, and get to live the next day and enjoy the, the family, the wife, the children. That's what they would like to do. A lot of people like that, folks. But let me tell you about this second person. <clears throat> The second person would like to have all of those things, but also the, the control of the first person. And so as opposed to necess- uh, not necessarily working an honest day's work and getting an honest day's pay, they would like to maybe have 10 of those other persons, all of you guys work honest day's work, and then give me 10% of that honest day's work earnings so I don't really have to work. I could just control y'all. <laughs> folks, folks, think about it. There is a person that really likes controlling other people. They, they, that, that, that's what they like. And, and 
then when you have this third person, I told you this third person is a hybrid person, because what it is is that he also likes controlling people, but he sees that that position of control is already taken. So what he does is he puts on the sheep's uh, wool, so to speak, and he pretends to be a person that says, like, look, we're being controlled. We should be able, we should be able to live our lives and be happy with our wives and our families. And, and everybody's like, yeah, you're right. You're right. We should. You know, we should get this controlling faction out of the way. And, and maybe what I'll do is I'll, I'll make it such that now you can enjoy your life once you put me in the position of the controller. Well, folks, that's just simply another controlling person. And not all people in power are like that. There are people who literally have died for the people. So I don't want to make it look like all people in power are like that, but there's a lot of people in power who all they look to do is to control people. Folks, all I would like to do is be with the woman that I love, have my kids grow up under my direction. I explain to them how to grow up in the admonition of God to know how to respect one another, to love their God, love their fellow man, to build respectable households for themselves, and then leave this earth with my grandkids on my lap or whatever. It's just, how, how hard is that? It's very hard now. Why? Because we have factions, definitely in government, they want to control that. And so what I just explained to you about in Egypt, that is going to be, that's being used to make people dependent upon their government. So we have this coronavirus. So now the government, in response to the lagging economy, which was caused by <laughs> quarantine and shutdown, folks, uh-huh. I'm not beefing about the quarantine. All I'm saying is that I have a problem that there, at no point in time was there ever an alternative to it. Why wasn't there Okay, we have three options. We have three options. One of them is going to kill the economy. We're going to have to start all over again. The other one might possibly impact the economy, but, you know, it's hard to say what the outcome is going to be. One is there's going to be a lot of death, but the economy will be just fine. (laughs) It's like, so give us some options, right? There were no options. Every government on earth said quarantine shutdown. Every government did it. And so now everybody's hurting. Can I, have a, can I a quick interjection if I may? A moderator, is it okay to interject here real quick? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Brother, John, Brother John, really quickly, play devil's advocate mm-hmm. because I know people are thinking this sure. and I try to think about those that are listening who have questions but don't want to ask us for whatever reason. Again, folks, if you have any questions, the comment, press 1 or make your comments known in the chat room. The chat room is open. Uh, Brother John, a lot of people think, yeah. Brother, look, there's a pandemic global pandemic, what do you mean? New world order. It is wise to just have to go in, stay in your house, to not spread it. Everybody's following this, the numbers are going down. And what it, that, that's the question you, that's one question. Another question I have for you is, people are going to say there's nations where it's almost gone because they followed the quarantine. So what are you talking about, new world order, uh, martial law, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Proceed. Well, for the first question, um, I, I believe <clears throat> the first assertion that you had was uh, we're, ha- we're in a global pandemic. 
Um, and again, I question the the beginning of that global pandemic, as it were, the the virus itself, how it got out. How is it? How is it that we are like a month into? And I'm not talking about now, but a month into it, they still were not entirely certain whether it was airborne or or how long it could stay on metal service. I'm like, yeah, just take somebody who has it, put them into a controlled environment, and run tests. But it's almost like the news would never pin down specifically, like how it can be. Tra- it was like it was almost like they they were never certain. But everything else they could be certain about, confident, they've they ran tests. But they were not entirely certain about this thing. So I, I questioned that pandemic. I questioned the number of deaths. I questioned the number of people who have been infected by this particular virus. So the, the, and the reason why I question it is because I question the media. It's ran by only six corporations. So if you have six corporations who decide to be in cahoots, you have nowhere to go for the truth as far as TV, internet. Well, the internet, you've got people who sound like me, possibly, and people will be like, oh, you're off your brocket. Folks, you, 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 don't, you can't go to CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, and expect to get the truth. There, it, I'm sure we all saw at some point in time how there was a the all of these news uh, uh, services were saying the exact same thing. It was scripted, and it was like they showed you at least forty or fifty different anchors standing there with the co-anchor, and they were all saying the exact thing. Folks, they were preparing you. They're letting you know we've got this. It's all locked down, and so. When you talk about this "quote unquote" pandemic, and you wonder why Brother John is walking around, you know, not particularly concerned, <clears throat> is because I don't trust the the source of where it's coming from. Um, you all heard on previous shows where we were talking about Revelations six. I'm going to go there right now. Revelation six. Let's go ahead and get into the thick of this. Matter of fact, before I do that, L, if you could do me a solid. You hit on something pretty pertinent as it pertained to the ability to understand the time frame in which Revelation, the, the time frames which Revelation addresses. If you could go to Revelations 1 and just kind of freestyle that and give us insight into what time frame does Revelation address? Uh, well, when we deal with the issue of Revelation, just the end time. Uh, Revelations is known in the theological definition as eschatology, which is study of the end times. Uh, it's not the study of the apocalypse. Apocalypse is a one-time event. It's a combination of things that will occur. But prior to the apocalypse, there will be numerous things that are laid out in the book of Revelation that will take place. Um, if we look at the number, the numerology in it, all of that is very significant because the number seven is the number of completion. And what you will find is a common thread throughout the entire book is there's seven spirits, there's seven angels, uh, there's seven trumpets. Um, and all these things, and, and also, and, and you look at the, um, once we move beyond the seven seals, and then we get into the seven trumps, and then we get into the woes, 
a lot of these things you could look at when it looks at the grouping of things. You could take transparencies and put them on top of each other for each subject matter, and you'll see that they're lining up in a chronological time order. So it's a combination to literally an apocalypse, and that apocalypse, which is the day of judgment, which is the return of the Mashiach, the return of the, of, of the Messiah. So in that, um, that's what we look at, and we look, we look at in regards to the time frame. Uh, even when we begin that in the sixth chapter, as you were about to go to, when it talks about the four horsemen. Well, those four horsemen, the release of those four horsemen are in a chron- chronological order, a chronological time frame. And I'm saying one thing succeeds the next thing. The next thing, order events. And what we have to do is seek the wisdom of the, of the Most High, the understanding of the Holy Spirit, to be able to see. Now, there are many things that in the book of Revelation that heretofore could not be understood. And the simple reason why is because it had not been revealed. And the very nature of the book of Revelation is that this was the, the as you would say, the, the, the magna carta, the, the supreme prime mystery that was revealed to the Apostle John. And he was taken and he was told to record the things that were written. There were some things that he could not record. And so, uh, yeah, those things are very significant in the time frame. We want to look at in the time frame as to regards to now, and then I kick it back over to you, is that when you spoke earlier, you said that, okay, where are we at? Well, <clears throat> and we look at it as, as, and I think that Seth would appreciate this, and we look at it as what we're dealing with today. The things that we're experiencing, the practical things, it's like the quarantine that we're experiencing. This is our reality. Well, all of these basically are effects of a new world order that seeks to establish a one world government. And once that one world government is established and they, uh, they want that to culminate in the year 2030, then they will then reveal who is the head of that new government. But remember this, that you cannot get an order in a world of chaos or a world of dissenting voices without war. And remember there's a scripture when the Mashiach says, when they say peace, peace, he said be careful because sudden destruction comes. And so if we look at it in this particular, when we're talking about us particularly, the United States, is the only thing on the planet Earth at this point in time that is opposing a one-world government. The new world order, the things that are now being put in order, that's already taking place. Uh, A big step that took place with this coronavirus, this epidemic, as John stated, is that it's being presented as an epidemic uh, or disease of epidemic proportions and how it's affecting the the public and the citizens of the world. But that's not case. That's that's the issue of intentionally misinforming people to misdirect people to bring people into a state of fear because when people are in fear, they will capitulate and acquiesce their rights, which is why we're quarantined. So that's definitely an aspect of the new world order. But remember this, and we will see this, and you don't ever hear me talk about political things because I have no political affiliation. But I would say that this show is prophetic. And in that sense, that if you did not hear uh, about when we talk specifically about the virus, because I would hate to John have to spend a, a great deal of his time showing eye position as to where we are with the virus, 
because the last four shows, if I can remember correctly, if my recollection is correct, have we have addressed that issue indefinitely as to whether this is a legitimate virus, which it is. But we've also questioned the nature and the length and the impact of it because when you compare it to the influenza of the year 2017 to 2018, 45 million people infected, 63,000, 61,000 fatalities, and you compare that with what we are experiencing presently, then you have to question why are we in, why were we put in such a state of hysteria? Because that was needful in order to implant the plan. And so I'll say this to kick it back over to John. We'll get into it later when we talk about the ten heads, the seven heads, and the ten horns. Is that literally this nation is going to impose that? And that is what uh, Donald Trump right now. That's what he symbolizes. He symbolizes opposition to the emplacement of a one-world order. And this United Nations, United States of America, will do that until they meet us with force. And that is what they're going to do. And that will be manifested in their 17s and 10 horns. John? Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, folks, I'm going to um, – the second part of Seth's question was the, the nations – and, again, he's playing devil's advocate – and, and the question is like, hey, John, what, I get what you're saying, but what about these nations where they instituted quarantine and uh, now the coronavirus is on, uh, it's, 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 it's dying down, <clears throat> about to be eradicated? Um, first, first and foremost, once again, how did you get that information? <laughs> um, I don't trust the source. And Quarantine actually does work. <clears throat> I don't pretend like it doesn't. The, and I have no issue with quarantine. The only issue that I have is <clears throat> why is it that there was not a deviation at any point? Not, not a single – I haven't heard a single idea come up that here's a good way to combat it. We should uniformly across all – uh, uh, um, levels of society do this. I haven't heard anything. That right there is a mathematical anomaly. <laughs> it's like that. It's like you have the major corporations. No one had anything better to say. You had who? The World Health Organization. No one had. You had the Center of Disease Control. No one had anything different to every every government. Everybody said the exact same thing, folks. That just doesn't happen. Get three kids and p- let them start playing Monopoly and see if they're able to play by the rules. <laughs> no. Somebody's going to be stealing a $10 bill. Somebody's going to have a problem like, no, that's my utility. You're supposed to split the dice. They're going to end up in a fist fight. Why? Because we, are, we, think, we, think, it, it, we, we think our own thoughts. We think our thoughts are important. <laughs> we think, you know, and so – how does this happen, folks? You guys are looking at uh, a military plan. That's what, and, and so to that second, I would say to persons who are playing the devil's advocate, I would say, hey, follow your path. If that's what the way you feel and that Brother John is off his rocker, do you. I'm okay with that. All I know is that <clears throat> there's not two rights <laughs> in this given scenario. Either this virus came about naturally or it came about as a man-made virus. Either it was purposely put out into 
society, or it naturally made its way out and made it, you know, and, and man couldn't understand it. Either either man knows exactly what's going on and not giving all the information, or they really can't understand if it was truly airborne or how long it's there when you cough or if you're breathing or or they don't really know. Look, folks, I'm not I'm not trying to push this off on you. I'm just simply saying, like the law of averages, it doesn't really add up. All right. So let's go to revelations. Right. Well, John, let's go. I wanted to say that um, yes. that's, that was so wonderful, um, but I wanted to say that um, if we didn't know this, we, we should know, we should all know that uh, the WHO, the CDC, and the United Nations receive tremendous funding from uh, Bill Gates Foundation. And I wanted to say um, we're going to go to a little of? music. Beg your pardon? Who? What's what is guy's name? Bill Who they get funding from? Bill Gates. The Who? The, the World Health I'm, I'm messing with you, Sister Eliana. Center for Disease Control. <laughs> and also the United Nations received tremendous funding from the Bill Gates Foundation. So you mean Dr. Bill no Gates. wonder. Beg your pardon? You mean Dr. Bill Gates? No, no, no. I'm sorry. Dr. Bill? Not, not Dr. Bill Gates. I'm talking about the... Um, the, the, Bill the billionaire Gates. who right, the, Dr. Bill. Wait. Wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. He knows exactly he's talking about. He knows exactly he's He's not a doctor. We know this. But I twenty twenty, right? Is that that's Bill Gates Foundation. Exactly. Am I correct? Right. It, it, you are. I'm, I'm playing around with Sister Eliana. I'm being facetious. I'm being facetious. Okay, okay. So be, what I wanted to say, though, is before we move on to that, mm-hmm. I want all the rest of the panelists to formulate, you know, a, uh, a response to that and also what they've heard so far from Brother John, from Elishua. Uh, We're going to go to a music break, and then we right. want to come back and we want to hear from the panel panelists before we get deeper into our topic, today's One World Government and its relationship to the Book of Revelation. So, uh, we're going to turn it over to Seth to give us that little music break. All right. And uh, as, as moderators, uh, that's a good choice. Sister Eliana, we'll take a little short break. And folks, again, you listen to Fox's on Network. I'm Brother Seth. We have in the house moderating the show for tonight. Sister Eliana, Badia, Beth Shalom, Meshiach. We have uh, Pastor Elsie Chris on the line. Yes, he is. And the, and the one and only uh, Brother Elisha Ellis from Israel now. And, of course, myself. So we are all swinging. Uh, about to get started, about to really start swinging, and don't remember, and uh, as Brother John does his thing and just laying out this whole thing about um, uh, Book of Revelation, it's more to come. He still has to deal with the four horsemen. Y'all, just stay put. We're coming right back in a little bit. Christian. 
talking about today's one world government and its relationship to the book of revelations and um, our chief speaker is uh, brother john and he is doing a wonderful job we've had some feedback from our brother elishua but we haven't heard from the other panelists much so i want to hear from all of the other uh, panelists um pastor alfie chris uh we'd like to hear your response to the things that you've heard if you are, um, you would like to give us uh, some response. And then uh, after everyone's had a chance to give a response, we're going to turn it back over to Brother John. Yes, yes, yes. Brother John, hold on, make well, sure his line is open. Hold on, Brother John, let's make sure his line is open. No, all his lines, I got to scroll. There he is. Brother John, go right ahead, brother. Well, she was actually asking for Pastor Chris. Well, we're, we're asking for Pastor Chris. Oh, yes. okay. Well, I thought you were looking Fon? for John. Hello? Beg your pardon? Yes. Go ahead, Pastor Chris. 
Yeah, I, I just wanted to make two comments. You know, um, I, I haven't heard anything that I disagree with, but Eliana, you know, you mentioned Bill Gates, and one of the things he's going around the world and pushing is vaccinations. Absolutely. And you know, they say you know the the vaccination is going to be the 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 be all catch all. Mm. Then I, I, want, I wanted to comment on what John, you know, something that John was saying um, um, that about, you know, about the uh, the Constitution. You know, they don't do things. They don't do. They don't get to the end. They 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 kind of step make you make it stepwise to get what they want. What the ultimate goal is. And if you notice, since they, since the coronavirus has been out, we have given up some of our rights because we, we willingly gave up the right. You can't leave the house. We're not arguing about that, but that's against the Constitution. You can't have church. They've taken the, 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 the freedom of assembly. Um, you know, you have to wear, when you go out, you have to wear a mask and you have to wear gloves. And the government is forcing that. And and what you know what I what I kind of see them doing is they're preparing us to just just fall in line. If the government says do X Y and Z, we're going to fall in line and do X Y and Z because that's what they're starting. I think they're starting to train us right now to go in that direction. And that's all I had. Absolutely, I totally agree. It's a conditioning. Um, let's hear from um, Brother uh, Elishua on this subject as well. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, uh, was someone else on the line with us? I thought there was. Oh, I guess it is. Pastor Chris and Brother Seth and Brother John and Sister Elena. I'm sorry. I thought. I don't know. Maybe I was looking here from Brother Dan. Not that. Uh, well, in regards to Bill Gates, I did look at something that came out of the. Um, uh, I believe it was the World Health Organization today, um, um, and how that they are definitely pushing, promoting propagating the necessity for vaccines, and that's not a coincidence. Um, and when we look at the fact that, as Sophia Alana, as you stated, is that the number one contributor, any contributor besides the United States to the World Health Organization is Bill Gates. When people thought that he had given away half of his $80 billion fortune, actually what he did is he just redirected that money into the World Health Organization, the CDC, into his own foundation, the Bill and Gates Foundation. And what they are doing is they are promoting uh, through vaccines and other things the agenda of the UN's Agenda 2030. And they intend to have all of these things in place by the year 2030. So what they're forming right now is an order. And the, the uh, head of that order, will, 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 for all intents and purposes, the, the seat and the base of that authority will come from the UN. And the person who heads up the UN, um, <laughs> all I can say is that he that has a year to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. And I hope our eyes are tuned into what is being said. <laughs> because, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, where we did have the time and the affordability to where we could deal you know, detail bit by bit with these things. Uh, Bible says that we have to work now while it's day. For night comes when no man will work. 
And the conclusion of the matter is that if you read the scriptures, if you ever read the book of Revelation, it says that the power will be given unto the beast and that he will have the power to work down the saints. And that's why the scripture says that work night, work now, watch day, because night come when no man can work. Right. Absolutely. Uh, brother uh, brother Seth, let's hear from you on that same uh, on the same subject that we're just speaking on before we turn it back over to our wonderful uh, John Clark, who's going to give us a deeper understanding of what we're dealing with. Um, brother Seth? He may be in the green room. <clears throat> okay. No, no I'm sorry. Well. I was at the top um, talking, talking, and I was muted. Sorry about that. But really quickly, okay. um, for those that are um, listening, I'm always thinking about the callers and how they are hearing us and, and those, again, that are obedient, mature believers. This is what I'm talking about, not knuckleheads or people like that. And I know people are saying, what's wrong with vaccinations? They have, they have been around forever. They have saved us in a lot of ways. Because vaccination, there is a good side of vaccination. So I want to make sure people understand we're not stupid here, okay? We understand vaccinations have have done some good things. It, it is a good invention. I know it has saved. Anything could be a good tool, but just like it can be a good tool, it can also be poison. The vaccinations could, could have not something that will kill you instantly like a lot of our people are saying. Don't go get tested because that's, you know, it's going to take you out. I don't think they're that bold. I think what's happening is when you get that vaccination, this is just Brother Seth talking. But like Pastor Paul said, I do have the Holy Spirit also. I think, because Bill Gates is a staunch believer in population control. He wants Africa smaller. He thinks they're having way too many babies, and he's very vocal about that, okay? So why is this man over there pushing vaccinations? He's not going to just say kill people. He's not going to do that. That's not how it operates. But that vaccination, sooner or later, is going to cause death. It may not be, but they can engineer it to where it don't cause death for five or ten years later. And everybody that takes the vaccination, we know, they're going to start dropping in about five or ten years. So maybe some, some have a better uh, – they can, they can engineer it like that, people. I mean, serious. So I don't trust Bill Gates. He's a businessman. I don't know why he's so stuck on this in the first place. And I think there's poison in the vaccination, not for immediate death, folks. But I feel like if you look at what Bill Gates is all Bill Gates, Bill Gates is all about, and him and his voice, Fozzy, F-A-U-C-I, if I'm pronouncing his name right, he's another one. There's a lot of people, and if you really sit on and listen to him and do the research, you might agree with them. Well, Brother said we do need population control. That's how you know you've really researched it, when you almost can kind of see what they're saying. They feel like there's too many people on the earth, and if we keep all these people, it's going to jeopardize our us and ours. It's going to jeopardize our way of life. Do you want to continue having life as we have on the planet? Yes. Well, we got to smart the population. So you're going to have millions of people saying, hey, I think Bill Gates is brilliant. So you gotta. Otherwise, we're gonna sound like some cuckoo people on the line. Like, oh, leave Bill Gates alone. These people are telling lies. There is not too many people on the earth. There's too many stingy people on the earth. There's too many controlling people on the earth. There's too many greedy people on the earth. There's too many controlling nations on the earth, uh, uh, exploiting resources. And if there is a population issue, it's because of these folks, not because too many people on the earth. So know that as we listen to the rest of this revelation. Uh, uh, Wonderful, wonderful. And then before we bring John, I wanted to just say, well, we have to remember that when the Father created the heavens and the earth, 
And when he created man, the first commandment, the first rule that he gave to man was what? Be fruitful, Be fruitful multiply, multiply replenish the earth, and yep. subdue mm-hmm. it. Just take it over. And if we look really at the number of people living and the <laughs> land mass of the entire earth, <laughs> Thank there you. is no overpopulation. It's just if you want to be in these crowded cities, then yes, there's a there's a competition for resources. But the earth and 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 mankind has been living on the earth before we had all these demo, well demon cities or democracies. Demon cities set up where all of your resources come from one place, all of your utilities come from one place, your food, and and it's all packaged and prepackaged. People lived on the land. They had enough space to raise their children, to fish, to farm. There is no overpopulation. When you look at the land mass, what our nation is in here in the United States is hoarding as government land if they were just to release 10 acres to every person in the United States, there would still be plenty of land. So this is a demonic agenda to control yeah. the people because what God gave to the earth and to man was that we were to replenish it. There's not enough people right now to fulfill that basic commandment. So when people are thinking that they need to decide who lives and who dies, how many, we know that that is not an agenda that comes from the most high. In the new heaven and the new earth, the earth will be completely, fully populated to the degree and the diversity that the, the most high really wants. We're going to go right now. We're going to let our um, our speaker, John, bring us into uh, – deeper revelation on today's one world government and its relationship to the book of revelation. But I did want to say really quick, it's 722. If you have clicked on the link and you're listening through that um, link, you need to call into the show. If you want to want to be on with us um, in the next 40 minutes and the call in number is 914-205-5590. You might want to just call and click over right now because brother John is going to, really take us, like we say, to church in this subject, and he's going to bring it home. So I'm turning it back over to Brother John. Thank you so much, Cecilia. Oh, gosh, folks, even from the music, it's like there's so much that goes through my mind as I'm listening. (laughs) Folks, did y'all hear the song, This Is Not a Christian Nation? Folks, this is likely a Jamaican or an island person. They're not talking about their nation. (laughs) They're not talking about their nation. They're talking about Babylon, as they would call it. <laughs> this is, they're talking about the United States, folks, because the United States is supposed to be a Christian nation. <laughs> folks, they laid out a litany of charges against the United States, telling you, and you're doing all of this, all this under the banner of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh man, it's like from from the songs to Sister Eliana talking about Dr. Bill Gates. I don't know why she's so harsh on Dr. Bill. Dr. Bill has he studied hard to achieve his doctorates in 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 in. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, folks. Do y'all realize that Bill Gates is nothing more than a citizen like you? He's a citizen, That's right? That's like right. you, nothing more. He he Absolutely. he is. Matter of fact, me saying like, "Hey, 
I have some insight on Revelation. Is Bill Gates saying, hey, I have some insight on vaccines. <laughs> it's like, it's so? So? He bought his way in, folks. He bought his way in. He is no doctor. He has no right to be the one spearheading vaccines. Everybody else is acquiescing to what? The dollar bill. You, boy, folks, that's the reason why I do what I do and the reason why I come from the perspective that I come by because I hold charges against society, uh, those upper echelons, not our average people, those upper echelons who allow a Bill Gates to step in and create policies and, and, and tell us how we need to approach. Folks, Sister Eliana, thank you so much for what you just stated as it pertains to population control. Folks, I went to school at Oral Roberts University, which is in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in the middle of the country. I got to go to California for the first time in 1988. Folks, if you drive from the middle of the country, I'm not saying from the East Coast, from the middle of the country to California, after about six hours, you will get a rude awakening that it is not possible to have overpopulation. I'm talking about hours upon hours of nothing. <laughs> and keep in mind, folks, I'm on the highway, which is the only quote-unquote piece of civilization across a particular stretch of land for hours. That means that you can go five miles, ten miles to my north, ten miles to my south. You will find even more nothing. This is a very big planet. It only becomes overpopulated, like Sister Eliana so eloquently stated, is when you are fighting for resources in these small cities. And New York is a small city when you compare it to that stretch of Texas, I'm not even talking about the long stretch. I'm talking about the upper portion. You're in Texas for like five hours. <laughs> five hours. And yeah. it's just like nothing. Folks, Hey, hey John? It. Yes, sir. Uh, you also need to, since you're talking about Dr. Gates, you need to talk about Dr. Trump, too. Tell us more. Uh, uh, well, you know, he, 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 more, he, he has... He said some I forgot it's hydro it's a, it's a, it's a, some medicine they use for malaria and he said oh yeah just take this this is this a cure it and it killed people <laughs> yeah some people took it in right and it, they lost their lives but you know I'm just saying you know we got people who are not medical professionals giving us advice on what to take what medicines to take what we should do yeah, I agree. Yeah, we had the education, but I just call him Dr. Trump too because he's prescribing everything. Even though, even Agreed. though he doesn't, he, he, even though he doesn't do what he prescribes to everybody else, I, I've, I've never seen him with a mask on. I've never seen when they right. have those, those when they have those updates. You know, he and, and all mm -hmm. of them are standing together, no six feet distance. Oh yeah, right. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, he, 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 he a hypocrite doctor. Together. Yeah, yeah, no mask, right? No gloves, no nothing. But, but there's a, but you know, when we, when Brother Seth, you were saying. Uh, 
No, I think we're all just we were all just chiming in on that one. Oh. Oh, and you know, Seth, I'm, I'm sorry. Can I say there's one other thing I forgot to say? Please. I I was trying to find it when we've been talking, but that somebody sent me an article saying where the Department of Justice is asking to can they suspend the Constitution. Can they suspend the Constitution? Yeah, during this coronavirus crisis. Uh, they can suspend the Constitution if they deemed it they, they deemed it a state of emergency. Right, but we in a state of emergency. Right, exactly. Of course, yes. Yeah, well, that's what the perception is that we're in a state of emergency. Of course, we're not. But that's what the, that's what the intended and that's what the intention is anyway. You know that right, we're in right. a state of emergency. Yeah, and when you talk about uh, uh, the reference to Bill Gates. Um, <laughs> let me say this about Bill Gates. Bill Gates is like many men and women in great tower today are not there by half the chance of circumstance. They didn't work their way there. They were placed there by their sovereign hand of their Lord. If you look at the Bible, you look at the scriptures prophetically, everything has a plan. Even the devil has a plan. That's why when John was saying, do you see any dissenting country to this ban and this order on um, everyone being quarantined in any country? Of course not, because Yahweh Shai clearly stated, he said that if, when they were, were accusing him of casting out devils by the power of Beelzebub or, or Satan, he said if Satan be divided, he can't stand and that's why come they have control of the media because they want to squelch all voices of dissent. And these things are not just happening by happen chance of circumstances. And that's why I come we're here on the show tonight to let people know that if you look at the scriptures, if you look at the hearts the first hearts that goes out in the in the book of Revel- book of Revelation in the sixth chapter is the one that goes out to conquer. And he was given the power to go forth and to conquer. Well, if we look at that, what, what did the scripture say? We know that when Christ said that we as a people would be oppressed and be enslaved until the what? The times of the Gentiles have been fulfilled. Well, we look at we look at that, that Gentile power preceding Christ is that first power, that first person that went forth. And so the thing again is that these things, and tell you this real quick, I'm going to get right back, because this is something that I was like talking with Brother Seth about earlier. And and uh, actually, we kind of were texting about a, a day or two ago, and that is this: is that people, 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 as as Pastor Chris just said about Bill Gates and all these things that are taking place, it is not by happy chance and circumstance that Sister Eliana and Pastor Chris and Brother Seth Turner and Brother John Clark can get on these shows and then just have dialogue about these issues and, and bring up these dates and things. It's simply this. Let me say this to that. Talk radio, the objective is to inform through dialogue. The vision, the vision and mission of this particular talk radio, through Seth Turner, his vision is oriented in the scriptures. Therefore, it's prophetic in nature. And I would say to the people who are listening, because John is in the, it's like, Sometimes we kind of wonder what direction do we go to because there's so much to cover. And we would love to be just free to just kind of give it to you as it comes to it. But it's one thing that the audience that I'm asking of you, 
and I think that we would all ask this of you. It says, it says that when 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 the when the gospel was took to the Bereans, they were not like like the Thessalonians, and that they received the word glad. That's the first thing they did. They received it. They, their, their reception was very glad. They were anticipating it. They 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 received it, welcomed it. It says that they searched the scriptures daily to see if the things that they were being taught and the things that were being said were so. And I'm just saying this to say to you as the audience that many times we're going to say things. Our objective, if we say everything that you know right now, there is no objective for us. There's no purpose for us. So our objective is to give you cutting-edge prophetic information. And when we give it to you, it's not to create an argument, but we want dialogue. So we don't want to adopt the argument, and what a, and what a progress dialogue is that? Hey, take this information and research it, study it, fact check it, and see if it's so. And then, like Paul told Timothy, as we alluded to earlier, consider what's said and pray about it, and then the most I will give you understanding becomes the greatest, most common thread through the Messiah's admonition about the end times. Was one thing, and this is what John is trying to open your minds up to understand how this particular thing works. It's called deception. And right now, we take everything official that the that the media says, and so we just embrace it because that's the way we have been conditioned to think. And if we question it, we have now all of a sudden been accused of being a rebel. So again, just think. All right. Well, brother John. Take us into Revelation chapter 6 and bring us some understanding so that the people can hear. Absolutely. And, uh, John, before you do that, Sister Eliana, uh, just FYI, there is a hand that just went up. I don't know when you want to take it, but there is a hand All that right, just yeah, went up. Well, why don't we take that caller because, yeah, before we, we, okay. we go into Revela- uh, Revelation chapter 6. All right, eight. and folks, while go we ahead. got this caller, any, uh, anybody else with a hand up, it's is a good time now to ask your questions because I look at the phone line because I have to literally scroll up and down. I may not see you if you're hiding at the bottom or something. But uh, going to Erico 337485, or welcome to the Fossil Sound Network. Go ahead with your question or comment. I would like to know your name and city first, though. Leonard Johnson. I'm from Louisiana. Brother oh, okay, Brother Leonard. From Louisiana. Brother welcome Leonard. to the show, brother. Uh, it's good to hear your voice. Hey, Brother yeah. Leonard. How are you doing? Yeah, I, I just I had two things um, that was mentioned about Bill Gates and and his involvement and all that. And it's, it's a video out called Must See Interview. And 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 it was today was breaking down the fact that the um, Constitution was suspended on March 13th when they when they declared a state of emergency and she, they break it down and and the other one was they have a uh, they have a a document that's that's out that's outlining everything that's going on now the document came out in 2010 it's called a uh, scenario for the future of technology and international development and it's, and it's, they going step by step. According to that document that was that was created in 2010, is happening right now. Wow! What, what, was that, what was that video called again, Brother Leonard? Well, it's two videos. The, the first one is Must See Interview. That's an, you just okay. Google that. And then the other one is right. uh, what, what in the World Is Actually Going On? A document reveal uh, plans step by step. Wow! And, they, and they, well, you they, know, they break down. They tie all it together. 
Where can we get that at, brother? Where can we you access? You can, go, you, can, you can go to YouTube and just okay. type in the two videos. Yeah. Okay, give me that well, second see, one more time, brother. Out, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just asking for it's, the name of the title of that second one again, please. Yeah, it's, it's, it's what, what in the world is actually going on. Document reveals plans step by step. It's like uh, 36 minutes and, and 53 seconds. I can do 36 minutes. Oh, and, Thank and, you for giving me a heads up. <laughs> okay, so I just wanted to say, if that came out in 2010, and then they put things in place over that 10-year cycle, here we are at 2020, and they're putting things in for the next 10-year cycle, which is the their end goal, which is 2030, which is another 10 years. So we see that we're we are being herded into a scripted control that they've been working on for decades. So we have to Absolutely. understand that um, it's a scripted control, and they're leading us just as you lead uh, cows to the slaughter. They put them, they line them up, they put them on a, a, tr- a path. They can't turn to the right or the left, and they're they're you know following one after the other. But once they go through the gate, they're you know they're slaughtered, their head is chopped off, their body swept away. The next cow knows nothing, hears nothing until they enter. And so when you look back, all of the cows are following into the same path. That is what this agenda is doing. It is scripting all of the nations and all of the people into a scripted control where they can then uh, unleash their agenda. But we need to know what's happening in the book of Revelations because that gives us the hope for the future. So let's go there. Let's go there. Let's do that. Um, Brother L, I'm gonna. I need you to go. To, I need you to go to Matthew uh, 24. I'm sure you're familiar with that. If you can pull that up, because I want to. I want us to look at <clears throat> the parallels between Matthew 20, uh, Matthew 24, and Revela- Revelation 6. Matthew in Revelation. 24. Yep, Matthew 24. Okay. Okay. And you. And if you can jump down to verse four. And I'm going to go to Revelation 6. All right. So, folks, again, the whole point of this show was to talk about the one world government, which we've done ad nauseum at this point. Um, And now we're going to talk about Revelation. And the reason why we can see what it is that we see and how we come to terms with that. So, Brother L, if you could start out with – Matthew 24, again, verse 4, and read. Uh, Let me give you a quick backdrop. So the disciples and the Messiah, they were out and about in Jerusalem, and the the disciples look at the temple, and they're telling the the Messiah, like, you know, hey, check out the temple. Look how big these stones are, how nice this is, so on and so forth. And the Messiah says there's coming a day where one stone won't be left upon another one. And so after a while, they kind of pull back and they ask him, tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? So there's three questions that that are asked. Tell us, number one, when shall these things be? Number two, what shall be the sign of thy coming? And three, and the, the end of the world. El, if you could pick up in verse 4. This is the Messiah. And 
Yeshua said, after the said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my okay. name. Okay. I just wanted to focus on number four. Take heed that no man deceives you. Why does the Messiah want us? Why is the first thing out of his mouth to take heed that no man deceives you? That wasn't even a question that the disciples were asking. They didn't say, number one, is there a, is there a possibility that someone could deceive us? Number two, what is the sign of thy coming? Or No, they didn't ask him that. He offered that. Before I even talk about this, let me say this. Make sure that no one deceives you. If that's the first thing out of his mouth, he's inclined to believe that there will be forces here during this time that he's about to talk about that their sole objective is what? Deception. L, if you could go if you could move on. Okay. Uh <clears throat> For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear wars and rumors of wars. If I may, thank you, El. Let's stop right there. Wars and rumors of wars. So now I'm going to go to Revelation, because this is written by John the Revelator. And John the Revelator in Revelation 6 says, And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him. And he went forth conquering and to conquer. Well, folks, when you conquer someone, That normally, not all the time, normally is going to be done through the vehicle of war. Now, there's other ways to do it, but that's that's the old-fashioned way, if you will. L, if you could read on. <clears throat> okay, uh, we're in Revelation six and three. And when you uh, you're in, that- no, 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 I, I'm in I'm in Revelation. I, I'm actually having you read Matthew twenty-four. And I'm in Revelation. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let me go back down here. Come on. Back up here. Eastward. Okay. Uh, Matthew 24, verse 6. And you should, no, 24, verse 7. For nations shall rise against nation, and kingdom against right. kingdom, and there Stop. shall be famine. If I may. Thank you, L. Nations shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. So we have. The second seal being opened in verse 3 Revelations 6 and 3 And when he opened the second seal I heard the second beast say Come and see And there went out another horse that was red And power was given him to take uh, Power was given to him that sat thereon To take peace from the earth That they should kill one another And that, uh, and that there, and, and there was given unto him A great sword L if you could read that portion of that verse again Okay. And for nations shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famine and pestilence what? and earthquake. One moment. Actually, what I'm trying to do is line these up. That's the reason okay. why I'm, I'm cutting you off, so I apologize for that. 
but the nation should rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And what I'm trying to show is the first one was wars and rumors of wars. I showed you a horse, and on that rider he had a bow, and he was given a crown, and he was sent out to conquer. How do you conquer more often than not? It's through war. If you're clever, you can do it without it, but normally it's through war. The second thing that would happen, as L was reading, uh, was, Kingdoms and you should hear of wars and rumors of wars. And I correlated that with Revelation, uh, the, second, the second rider. And it said that he, power was given to him to take peace from the earth, that they should kill one another, and that there should be given unto him a great sword. Now, what was the next thing that would happen, L? It says, and there should be famines, pestilence. Stop. Thank you. Thank you. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard a third beast say, come and see. And I saw, and I beheld, lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And it goes on to say, and I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, a measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see if thou hurt not the oil and the wine. Folks, they're talking about a day's wages. A day's wages for a measure of wheat. A day's wages for three measures of barley. Wheat was more, uh, it was more costly than barley in any agrarian society. Make sure that you hurt not the oil and the wine. It's talking about food or the lack thereof. L just read in Matthew 24 that there should be famines. And then the next thing is, L, if you could finish that verse up. Pestilence. Earthquake, folks. One moment. Pestilence, folks. We talked about pestilence before. I would, I would highly recommend that you go Google pestilence because what you're going to find is that pestilence has a synonym, and that word is disease. All right, which you can definitely equate to a virus. Think about these viruses that we've had recently, folks. What viruses really were, like, contemporary to us? Like, we've had the swine flu. We've had SARS. We've had Ebola. Were there any others, folks? The panelists, I know these were kind of within the last 20 years. Um uh, I have, H1N1. I have H1N1. We've had H1N1. Yes, right. H1N1. Oh, the H1N1, H1N1 is the swine flu. That's right. H1N1, okay. that's the swine flu. Did you, did you mention a- HIV? HIV. Yep, HIV. That's, last, that's, that's, that's H-I-V. pushing us back about 30 years. Sorry. I'm sorry. You said Ebola already, right? Yes, SARS. I did. I did. SARS. SARS, yes. So these are some of these more contemporary like for instance, polio. Y'all remember polio? Y'all remember y'all remember some of these older uh diseases that we had Small like pop. back in the er, Yes, thank you. Back in the earlier back in the measles, chicken pox. Exactly, exactly. Bubonic plague. Exactly, exactly. These are older diseases. 
But the ones that we just mentioned a moment ago, these are really contemporary. We kind of got on top of these other ones. But, folks, I do want to bring you back to a point in history where to eradicate the Native Americans, they were given blankets with, I believe it was smallpox. Smallpox, correct. Is yeah. That, um, no, I said correct. Yes, and, and that lets you know that that's the method, that, that's the M.O., as, it, as they call it on the crime shows. We know, we know the perpetrator's M.O., the method of operation. Ain't nothing changed. <laughs> Ain't nothing changed. Because, see, the perpetrator is still the perpetrator. And the method of operation is still the method of operation. And so Brother when we John, look at Revelations, have, I'm sorry? I have a question for you. Who, these Please. testaments that are coming, uh, who's the author, though? Is this, what is, it, is this scripture saying that the, the, is the Messiah saying this? Is Revelation saying that God is sending these testaments? Or I'm just curious. Well, he's saying there actually, shall be. Say it again, Sister Eliana. Well, he just said there shall be, so he's letting them know there will be a time when these things happen. I wanted to just really quick before we go on, we have nine minutes remaining in the regular show, and um, it looks like we are going to go into overtime. So if anybody has not um, called the number to continue with this lesson, this understanding and teaching, you need to do so right now. You need to call 914-205-5590. If you're listening and you have a friend or family member that you want to jump on with you, please give them the number. They have nine minutes to join us and go over to the overtime. And, again, that number is 914-205-5590. Continue, John. Thank you so much, Sister Eliana. Um, what I'm trying to juxtapose one against the other are the contemporary viruses compared to the older viruses. Um, that pale horse, folks, the rider of that pale horse in Revelations 6 and 8, the rider was death and hell followed him. Folks, the, that particular verse is actually broken up. It's two portions to it. One is giving you the identity of the rider of the pale horse. His name is Death. He's the only one that has a name. Hell follows him. So people are going to die. They're going to go to hell, uh, all things being equal. But the, the, the second portion of this verse is very telling. And power was given unto them. Who? The riders of those horses. <clears throat> it was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword. We saw that. That was the second rider. With hunger, that was the third rider. That was the famine. With death, that was the fourth rider. And here's the key, folks. And with the beasts of the earth. Well, we mentioned the second, the third, and the fourth rider. The only one that we didn't mention was the first one. The first one that was giving, he was given a crown and was told to conquer. That means that he would be the beasts of the earth. And so what I want to do is direct you from Revelation 6 to Daniel 7. And the reason why we're going here is because we want you to understand that the beasts of the earth 
are not lions, tigers, and bears, oh my, but we're going to see what Daniel has to say about this. We're going to go to Daniel 7. Daniel saw a vision, and it says he saw four great beasts. This is verse 3. He saw four great beasts came up out of the sea, different one from another. The first was like a lion, and it had eagle's wings. I beheld, says Daniel, till the wings were plucked thereof, and it was lifted up from the earth and made to stand upon the feet as a man, and the man's heart was given to it. And behold, another beast, a second, like to a bear, and it raised up itself on one side, and it had three ribs in the mouth of it, between the teeth of it, and they said thus to it, Arise, devour much flesh. Devour much flesh. After this I beheld, and lo, another like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. The beast had also four heads, and dominion was given to it. After this I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast. Before I get into this fourth beast, folks, I want to talk about those first three. And the reason why is because in the interest of time, I want you to understand that in Daniel 2, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. He saw an image whose head was gold, chest and arms were silver, his abdomen, upper legs were uh, brass, and his lower legs were iron. And the toes were part, the feet and the toes were part clay, part iron. The description, Daniel explained to them that the Most High is giving you insight into what's to come. You, old Nebuchadnezzar, you're this head of gold. And he goes on and explains that there's going to come another kingdom inferior to yours. Well, we know who came after Babylon. Darius the Mede, the Medo-Persian Empire came after. The Medes were ruling more so in the beginning, but Persia, they came second, and they were the crowning achievement of that particular time frame. If you ever watched the movie 300, you know who came after the Persians, the Greeks. The Greeks came after the Persians. The Greeks and the Romans were very similar, very similar, because if you remember in your history books, the Greeks would Hellenize or make certain people become more Greek-like, if you will. And so it's important that you look at your history books and also look at the Bible, because it will show you exactly which kingdom came after which kingdom. Folks, in Revelations uh, in Daniel 7, rather, he tells you about the first kingdom. It was a lion. That was Babylon. The next beast was a bear. Again, who came after Babylon? The Persians and the Medes. It said it was raised up on one side. That's because the Persian Empire was a higher and, and much wealthier empire than the Medes were. And then you get to, I'm sorry, you get to the Greeks and the Romans, folks. That was the iron. That was the iron. 
Oh, I'm sorry. The the, the Greeks, the the the, the brass. My skip one. That was um, Alexander, folks. That was the leopard. And now think about this. This is how accurate the Bible is. The leopard had four wings. If you remember, Alexander, he was conquering, but then, but then, he died. Where did his kingdom go to? Does anyone remember? He didn't have any oh, kids. Yes. His Please. kingdom was split into four parts. It sure was. It went to, to his, his general. Four generals. His generals. There was Seleucus. So there was the Seleucid kingdom. There was um, uh, Ptolemy. That was one of his generals. I don't remember them all. There was Alexandria, which was really in Africa. These were that was that, that that leopard. The reason why it was a leopard because Alexander he was just running across the world putting foot to behind. He was, just, he, was, he, was tearing, he was tearing down kingdoms. But then he died, and his kingdoms were divided into four different kingdoms or portions of the Greek kingdom, and those were those four generals. Folks, all you have to do is look in your history book to see that. But let's talk about this final. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Somebody... Uh, okay, who is that? Somebody's got a lot of noise in their line here. Folks, please. Okay, go ahead, Brother John. This fourth beast, folks, he doesn't have a name. <laughs> so we had a lion, we had a bear, we had a leopard. This fourth beast, per Daniel 7, says, After this I saw in the night vision, and behold, a fourth beast. So we already had three. Here's the fourth one. What's his name? He ain't got a name. It just says, he was dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly. And it had great iron teeth. It devoured and break in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet. And it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it. And it had ten horns. Folks, remember those characteristics. It didn't have a name. It devoured, it, hold on, it, it, uh, it was dreadful, terrible, strong exceedingly, very strong, had great iron teeth. It devoured and break in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it, and it was different from all the beasts that were before it. Revelation 13, folks, we're going to finish up right there. Let's find out about this beast because there's a reason why it didn't have a name. Because it was a culmination, it was a culmination of those other beasts that went before it. Revelation 13 says, and I stood up on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns. And upon the horns, ten crowns. You all remember in Revelation 6, that crown was given to that rider, and he was sent forth to do what? To conquer. Well, this beast has ten heads and ten horns, and upon each of those horns, ten crowns. The crowns mean they've conquered. Whatever area they're in, they've conquered it. They already have the crown. And upon his head, the name of blasphemy. I'm not going to talk about the name of blasphemy yet. We'll talk about that another day. Let's talk about these characteristics 
appearance of this beast. The beast which I saw was likened to what? A leopard. That was one of the beasts we saw earlier in Daniel. His feet were like the feet of a what? A bear. That was one of the beasts. What beast is like a leopard with bear feet? That don't even look good, right? And his mouth was the mouth of a lion. You have a mouth of a lion, the feet of a bear, and you're like a leopard. That's the reason why the, the, the beast didn't have a name. He just was exceedingly terrible, exceedingly strong. And here's the reason why, folks. Revelation 13, 2, second portion of the verse. And the dragon gave him power and his seat and great authority. I'm going to stop right there, folks. And the reason why I'm going to stop right there is because I want you to take the necessary time to compare those scriptures. Compare Revelation 6 to Matthew 24. We actually stopped early on Matthew 24. We stopped early, but we're going to pick that back up because what you're going to find is that when there's peril and people are being killed in Matthew 24, that's when the fifth seal is broken in Revelation 6. And you'll see what's happening for the people of God on the earth who are now transitioning to heaven by way of the beast, but they're under the altar and when that fifth seal is broken. I also want you to consider people. Take the time to look into it. Daniel. Daniel 7, the beast. We talked about the, when you get down to the beast of the earth, go to Daniel 7 and look at the beast of the earth. These are kingdoms, Babylon, the Medo-Persian Empire, Greece, Rome, and then the feet where there's 10 toes, there's 10 horns, there's 10 crowns. I'm trying to let you all see how these things are being correlated. In the Bible If you want extra credit Go to Revelation me up, Daniel 2 and you will see That image that Nebuchadnezzar dreamed About and you will, again, you will again See and it will give the description Of these metals Gold, silver Brass, iron, part Iron, part clay, you will see that And you will see how Daniel Explains that Nebuchadnezzar You are that head of gold And then comes the Medo-Persian Empire so on and so forth. And so, folks, we really and, and intentionally touch the surface. So much to be said. I would like to put it back into the hands of Sister Eliana so we can get parting comments. We're already in overtime. Parting comments because there's so much to be said. We only touched a portion of this. But I wanted you to see what we see as far as the one world government, the fact that it's already in place. It's just they just haven't told the citizens because when they tell the citizens there's going to be an uprising, but they're already in position to quell it. They're already in position. All right. We we wanted you to see this taking place as far as that one world government, the one world financial system, soon to be the one world religion. And we wanted you to see that and then see where Revelation is taking it. All right. Sister Eliana. Wow, that was so powerful. I'm so glad we finally got into that revelation. Um, 
uh, you know, the understanding of how it correlates with the government, the one world government system and, and the book of Revelations, that really, really, really was powerful. And um, I, 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 just, if I may, Sister Eliana, I, just, I, I do, I do want to give a disclaimer and say that I do want to just simply state that I'm no theologian. I really read the Bible recreationally. Okay. And so I don't say that this absolutely is. I simply say that this is what I've come to find, and I'm open for anyone to say, well, nah, Brother John, I didn't see that like that. I'm not saying that this absolutely is. I'm just saying this is what I've come to find. So I just wanted to kind of put that disclaimer out there because I'm not trying to say that these are facts. Well, I think the Bible speaks for itself and is very clear. It's very plain. Even a child can understand it if they have the right mindset and the open heart. So the, the facts and the things that you shared and what we see happening in our world today, they're lining up. And I think that's the reason why we have the book, because it gives us a, it's a light to our path. And so it shines the way to the truth. So I wanted to say for people who heard this understanding, and maybe the book of Revelations is not your favorite book of the Bible, that you should understand that this is where, what we see. And right now we have a choice. The choice is to continue into this system the way they want us to or to not continue. And they are shortly going to bring about that mark of the beast, which we mentioned and talked about, but we didn't get into the actual scriptures of where it's found in the book of Revelation. But know this, we have a choice. And so what we're sharing tonight is just to light your path and show you the way of what's going on so there's no confusion. None of this is by accident. It's all a design plan, and it's been foretold. It's been foretold. So, um, yeah, let's hear from the panelists. Um, let's get those uh, closing remarks as we um, get ready to wrap up this, this tonight's uh, broadcast. So we're going to go with Pastor Chris. Thank you. Uh, Brother John, I just wanted to compliment you on you did a wonderful job explaining Thank all you, that. Thank you, sir. Thank and, you, sir. And, you know, I've... I've studied it too, but you didn't say anything that I had any disagreement about. Excellent. I, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Like, there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot that was said. I, I didn't mean to monopolize to that degree, but, it, you know, well, I, no, I definitely well, no, said a lot. So you, know, you. you were supposed to cover all that. That's why everybody was quiet and listening to you. So yeah. you did a good job, and God bless you, brother. Thank you. And we might, might need to have a part two. Understood. Absolutely. Yes, yes. yes. All right, we're going to hear from Brother um, Brother Elishua. Brother Elishua? Yes, yes. Oh, um, oh, yeah, good job, John. Great job, excellent job. Um, I think a lot of times when people hear revelations, um, the reason why many things are over their heads is because it does get intricate at times. And what John did is he kind of showed you how that the prophecy of Scripture in terms of eschatology and times things, that they are synchronized and that you can look and and you can see the word line up on line, precept upon precept. You see it in Daniel. You see it in the, in the Gospel of Matthew. You see it in the book of Revelation. And the reason why I ask you that question, John, in regards to the Testament, because when I looked up pestilence, I pulled it up on Google, um, and it says that pestilence is it says a disease and it says especially a epidemic 
And the reason I asked you was that who was the author of it because when you connect it mm-hmm. with what we're experiencing and you see that what we're actually experiencing is, quote, unquote, an epidemic, then it has to be a question in people's minds. Well, okay, if God is bringing these things upon us, then, you know, what can we do? Or is what we've been given in the book of Revelation, is what we've been given in Matthew 24, and what we've been given in Daniel 7, is that intelligence on the things that are going to take place? Because he asked the question, what will be the sign of these things that are, when these things that are coming? The first thing he said, he began to lay out nation against nation. He said, testimonies will arise. Okay, these things are going to take place. But the things for the understanding, and that's why I wanted to connect it with it, and I asked you that question, like it was a very important question for the people's understanding, is that, you know, we're in the midst of a testament. Is this God? Are these just things that are prophesied that are going to come upon the earth, and these things are taking place, and these are the and these are from the uh, the intentions of evil, wicked men, who are motivated by the devil, by Satan. So hopefully we can pick that up next week. No doubt. All right, I wanted to say that uh, we had a very special listener tonight. Uh, it was uh, Apostle Roxy and uh, her husband, Chef. They do do a radio broadcast in Sacramento, California. They actually had interviewed Seth and I um, about last year, uh, talking about the, the things that we talk about on Five Smooth Stones, and they listened in tonight. And so they were thanking me for um, the invite. Um, so we had a special special guest listener in on tonight. I'm going to turn Thank it you back all for over coming on. to... Uh, Yes, yes. Um, I'm going to turn it back over to to um, to John for his closing remarks, and then it's the next voice you'll hear is um, Seth um, closing out the show. Yeah. And thank my you closing remarks are very simple. Thank, thank you, Sister Eliana. My closing remarks are simple. Um, I'm, I'm glad that everyone who stayed on to listen in uh, listened in, and again. Um, I, I've never purported to be uh, a theologian or anything along those lines. I just kind of read and I see stuff. I talk to Elle, I talk to Seth, I uh, talk to my boy out in Cali, and we kind of bounce things off of one another. And sometimes you see things, okay? And so what I'm talking about are things that I believe that I see. I don't speak on this as though it's factual, uh, but I expect each person to do their own study, and they can either uh, support or to, to explain why they would detract away from the information put out there, but I, I'm, I'm thankful for Brother Seth allowing me to put this out there uh, through Five Smooth Stones. Um, that's good looking out, Brother Seth. I put it back into your hand. Hey, can I say one thing before we go? Go ahead, Eliana. You did a wonderful yes, job. Oh, yeah, no you. doubt. <laughs> thank you, Sister Eliana. Yes, good You're very, very welcome. You're yes, welcome. she did. Yes, she did. And uh, if there is a part two, I hope that she would be the one that would uh, moderate. I don't want to put her out there, put on, and, and put. You know, I got we, We'll talk. We'll, we'll figure that out. But I, I hope that if there is a part two, and we'll talk about everybody, uh, that she'll be moderating because she did do a very good job. And I really appreciate this topic, you know, because Revelation is something we used to talk about on this show a lot. We've kind of gotten away. It's one of the uh, questions I asked the Most High early on in my ministry that, that actually formed the five stones. This was what I asked him is, can I understand the book of Revelation? And since then, I've understood the book of 
the, the, the chapter 17 of Revelation being America. That was hard for me because I was raised up in, the, in Christianity thinking, oh, no, not my America. But, yes, our America is Babylon, uh, mystery Babylon. It is a mystery. But, listen, Sister Ella, yes, 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 you did a very good job. I really appreciate it. Brother John, uh, you laid that out there. You keep saying, you, oh, this is not facts and all that. But remember, I said like Pastor Paul said, yeah, I am a man, I'm, I'm an everyday person, I'm your boy, blah, 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 but at the end of the day, Brother John does have the Holy Spirit, and a lot of things he has said over the years have been profound. He's just one of those that don't talk with the kind of, that's um, it, the Lord. You know, he's just not one of those kind of persons, but those, you got to be careful, because people like that in this world, oftentimes, that be the voice of the Most High. It's flip-flop. Some of these people that are so confident, then you got to take a grain of salt. So, Brother John, I do, I understand when you seek the scriptures, you, you're seeking the Father's heart, and you do have the Spirit in you, and the Spirit will reveal, and I think it has tonight. I want to thank everybody. I really appreciate everybody. I really, really appreciate uh, this. Y'all, listen, this panel is really something. I don't say this very much, but really quickly in closing, and uh, I really appreciate Brother Elishua. I really appreciate Brother Elishua and all he brings. He's kind of, he wasn't, uh, he just let Brother John do his thing, but the brother has a lot to say on this topic, for sure, for sure. I appreciate him letting Brother John do his thing. Pastor Elsie Chris, y'all heard Pastor Chris. I, I want him to, I've been, yeah, you're welcome. I've been wanting Pastor Elsie Chris to lead out because this brother's older book. He's an author, and he knows a lot of things about Kenya or Africa, as many of you know it, and he has yet to produce uh, because we, he just sits, he just humbly sits in the back, let everybody else do their thing. But I really am looking forward to the to the show that he can kind of lead out, and we'll still work on that as well as in the future. Don't know if there's going to be a part two. We'll see. I think there should be. I'll think, brother, brother John, listen, y'all, real quick. I, I'm wrapping this up as fast as I can. Brother John and I talked earlier, and, and, and he hit so many things, and I even hit him on the phone line earlier in the green room and said, brother, you don't get up in this, you don't get up in that. And a lot of things he just didn't get into with y'all because he's just a certain, it's, it's a method to this. So hopefully he will come on for a part two. But listen, I want to go ahead and wrap this year. I'm going to go ahead and meet everybody's line. Again, I thank every single one of you. I really appreciate it. And all everybody is, is seasoned. This, this, again, those of you who say, well, what about Jesus? Well, the book of Revelation is about Jesus or Yeshua or Yahweh Shah. So don't hit me with that, those emails and comments, uh, those who know me and and they're talking about the show saying, you know, we'll hit Jesus enough. Um, Brother Leonard, um, now I was checking the phone lines. Hold on a second, everybody. Brother Leonard, are you there? Yeah. Now, y'all, I have to step away. Did Brother Leonard comment on anybody's question yet? You know yeah, what? I, it's, I'm so sorry. I totally... Um, Overlooked Brother Leonard, and it, I just thought about that he was on the line as well. So it's um, I take full credit and responsibility for that, um, Brother Leonard. Please forgive me. It wasn't to slight you at all. Um, so we okay, did want to hear your comment as well. Let's do this. I'm going to open up Brother Elisha's line again, just because Brother Leonard he may want to say something. But everybody's really done, Brother Leonard. But I'm going to let you comment. I'm going to open back up their lines just in case they want to comment on something you're saying. So Brother John, everybody's lines is wide open. Brother, go ahead and make your comment. I do apologize. You see there's a lot of information we're trying to get in a short amount of time, trying to close out the show and everything, and uh, we just overlook it. We apologize. Go ahead, brother, with your comment, please. 
Well, I just I just wanted to say that it's um everything you said it, it was it was good, but the fourth beast is a woman riding on the fourth beast. It's a it's a it's a whore that's controlling the fourth beast. A lot of people don't talk about that. It's a it's a woman that's decked in red and she's controlling the fourth the fourth beast. Brother John, comment on that quickly. Yeah, uh, Brother Leonard, the, the, which verse are you referring to? Because, again, um, the verse that I was reading from was uh, Revelation 13. And while I know exactly what Brother Leonard is saying, the reason why we didn't t- speak about that is because, just like you stated, Seth, um, bit by bit, piece by piece, something that's digestible, and I really want right. to focus on the beast. Uh, but Brother Leonard's right. There is the – if you look in Revelation um, six twelve. John, you said that. Oh, and you I'm were sorry? speaking on Revelation verse six. I mean, not uh, Revelation chapter six, not thirteen. Well, when I you said opened, when he, said, no, when he's when he's speaking of in regards to the woman riding the beast, that's in Revelation seventeen, and the woman right, is right. the whore. That's the, and the woman is the whore. She is riding. She's riding the ten horns. The ten horns and the seven heads. And she and it describes the crown that is on her head. Uh, but right. Brother Leonard is absolutely right. In Revelation 17, she is riding the beast. Right. And simply put, we just hadn't we just hadn't got there yet. I really wanted to focus on the beasts, which are prevalent, um, which are prevalent in Daniel 6, and then the beast that's prevalent in Daniel 13. Brother Leonard is absolutely right. But I just see I just see that as kind of Premature to my discussion uh, in Revelation 17, that harlot is on the back of the beast, and so we can probably get into that on a different time frame. Um, but well, as always, Brother Leonard, we appreciate your input. Yes, we do, Brother Leonard, and I think that's the perfect cliffhanger. So let's just go ahead and do part two right now. Everybody, can everybody commit to it? Or if you can't, don't be don't be scared. Just say I don't know. What, I'll pray about it. Get back with you. Uh, let's go around, Robin, Brother uh, Two, because. I can tell, but John want to elaborate on that. So, is there a way we can do part two? Are you coming to part two, brother? Quickly. I can. I can. I'll uh, brother, let's do it. And, and brother, two. Seth, I, I hate to. I hate. Look, look, why, well, I, why, well, I had. Oh, man, what's the name? Who who made that song? You played that reggae song. No doubt. <laughs> I want to get it's that, called, but I just I just need the name from you. It's called Babylon. It's by Elijah and the Revelations. Elijah okay. and the Revelations. <laughs> Should. Should have known. Babylon. Yeah, but and look at yeah, and look yeah, it up he, by the na- and look it up by the name because if you look it under YouTube and you put in Babylon, in order to confuse you again, that's part of the <laughs> the beat is that they rerouted that so that that song would come up when you enter Babylon. So look it up by the art. Babylon and what's Elijah and the Elijah and the Revelations. All right, thank you, bro. Yes, yes, yes. That that is a powerful, powerful song. That yes, very powerful. Uh, sure part two, quickly. Yes, yeah, sure, sure. Because I hope that we can really get into what what Brother Leonard just touched upon, and that is uh, where it definitely relates to us, and that is Revelation seventeen, talking about as you stated, Seth, uh, about mystery Babylon, the great, the horror Babylon, the mother of all horrors. So you're going to be able to come on for part two. Absolutely. All right, and Brother John, you're willing to do a part two, right? Well, absolutely, but here's the thing. I actually would like to um, bring 
more persons in. I, I appreciate y'all letting me freestyle these bars like you did, um, and I, I do I appreciate that. Uh, I wanted to get a foundation established, which I believe I did as far as the one world government. We really went long on that, and then at the end, we began to speak about those beasts and the correlation of the well, riders right, of those can, horses. Can, right, but we can talk about the mechanics of part two later, but I'm just saying, are you willing to deal part two? Yeah, how we Absolutely, set up but, I'm, I'm, but not in the way that I did part one. I, what I want to do is have, like, for instance, I purposely asked L to jump on because me and L do this all day, every day, no doubt. But I didn't get the pull on his knowledge and his insight. And, folks, that is the theologian. <laughs> I'm just saying. L is, I mean, I, seriously, L is literally a theologian, okay? So, um, I think that we would want to bring him in more so. And I definitely would like to get Brother Leonard's perspective because because Brother Leonard is not messianic, I like hearing his perspectives. You know what I mean? So, yeah, definitely. Next week, let's get it in. All right. And Sister Eliana, can you commit to be moderated next week? Because uh, I know you've got a jumbo schedule. So what say you? Yeah, not a problem. I Yes. Okay, folks. Thank you, Sister Eliana. Next week, I'm going to go ahead and meet everybody's line for time's sake and get on out of here. Uh, Y'all know I go to work at night by choice, and so I'm going to be heading there tonight. And uh, it's a blessing. Don't feel sorry for me because it is a blessing. Yes, go ahead, Sister Eliana. I'm so sorry. Will Brother Leonard be able to join us too? You know what? I really forgot that. And I didn't want to, I, I don't, I, what I do out of respect for the guests, I was going to talk to Brother John, but Brother Leonard, absolutely, absolutely, all right? And I love the fact that he's willing to hang out with us and he knows we Messianic. Y'all, when we say non-Messianic, Brother Leonard does not accept Christ as we accept Christ. He don't believe in the New Testament like we do. So when he says, Brother John, do a good delivery of the book of Revelation, you got to understand what he's saying. That's a lot. So I would love to hear his angle. And I would love to hear things that maybe we don't agree with because that's how we learn. That it really is how we learn. We ain't trying to control y'all. We let it all hang out. We don't run from no people. We don't run from Egyptologists. We don't run from the atheists. We don't run from agnostics. I'm sure nobody. But this is our brother. This is our family. This is Israel. This is Brother Leonard. And we appreciate his spirit. He's a very True. humble brother. And he always brings something to the table that oftentimes many of us haven't even thought about it. So I appreciate him. Appreciate him. All right, hey, Brother, brother Leonard. Brother Leonard, we got to ask you, though. Are you okay with coming on next week? It's okay. See, that's Brother Leonard. <laughs> Love you, brother. Just so you know that. Go ahead, Brother John. Well, I was just saying, y'all keep, y'all, y'all forget Brother Leonard one more time. Y'all going to get a call from Brother Kevin who's going to set you straight. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, that's set Kevin. y'all straight. That's Brother Kevin. That's his sidekick. That's his sidekick. But no, really and truly, I want to hear from Brother Leonard. I hope he don't hold back. You know, when you disagree with us, say, hey, I disagree with you, this is a, and then Bud John just got on here, we'll be able to just talk about it, because and, and, we don't have from the truth. If something is true, it can be proven more than one way. If something is a lie, you're going to constantly need alibis, and that's, that's how we do it. Again, that's what we do on this show. We talk about things the Father is saying. 
that are oftentimes uncomfortable, and you're not going to find in churches and other religious institutions. Y'all got to run out of here. I thank every single one of y'all. But I'm sure has uh, suggested I play a song years ago, and I still have that song. I'm going to play a song at the very end. He's going to be shocked to hear what it is. But I thank all of y'all, okay? Uh, I want to just say shalom, love all of y'all. Love everybody listening, and really there ain't nothing you can do about it, as we say so often. Love every single one of you. All right, good night, everybody. Okay, and this song is by Yolanda Adams. Again, uh, Brother LSU, he's not going to even, he, he probably forgot all about this. But check this out. For those of you that's going through, you living, you stand at home, stay at home, you're at home, and maybe you've lost your job, and you listen to the show, looking for hope, looking for understanding, looking for clarity. Listen to what this song has got for you. This is our gift to you tonight. Again, when she say Jesus, she's talking about Yeshua, Yahweh, Yahweh, the Messiah. Good night. the stormy wind.